And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across what will soon be a frozen America, <laughs> or a significant portion of America, especially the Midwest and into the South. The frozen tundra. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. We are Red Eye Radio uh, looking here at uh, at Des Moines. And by the way, you can blame everything on Jerry. That's right. It's Jerry's fault. We always knew it was. Yes. That would G- be Winter Storm Jerry. Jerry with a they, G. Yeah, as they call the storm on weather.com, the weather channel. I don't know why they're still naming storms, but they do. Winter uh, storms. And so you my, you, you really wonder how, because people actually go out. They go to homes and churches, and they actually caucus. Yeah, and it's Iowa wild. just. Iowa for Monday. Ooh. All right? When the caucusing will be going up. Yeah. Minus four degrees below zero. It's not wind chill. That's the actual temperature. Minus four degrees below zero will be the high Monday. The low Monday, minus 15 degrees below zero. With a 15-mile-an-hour wind. No, no, (laughs) no. I quit. By the way, how do you winterize your caucuser? I don't know that you can Wow. Now, the other interesting thing is if we if we look around, mm. because it's wild card weekend in the NFL. So people are going to be it's watching. It's also wild card weekend in the GOP. <laughs> You're right. Will the House still have, uh, will the GOP still have the majority in the House by, by the time we get to next week? Uh, yeah. But uh, the, the, the one game they, the one game they're all talking about is Saturday night, and that's mm, the yeah. Kansas, Kansas City-Miami game. Oh, uh, yeah. And and our uh, our good friend, mm-hmm. <laughs> great friend of the show, uh, I uh, and he is uh, Dale Carter, who was the uh, yeah he was the announcer at Arrowhead Stadium. Oh yeah, I believe he's Dale. I believe you're inside. 
You know, yeah. since I, be- I believe you're inside and warm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you better be right. But for uh, that'd be Saturday night's game. Mm-hmm. Okay, the high for Saturday will be seven degrees, and then it continues to go down. Right, temperatures are dropping. So game time, if it's 7 o'clock, I'm not really sure what time it is. I think but it's if, 7, I think. Yeah, because I think it is a night game. It's not like a, it's not like a late afternoon game. Yeah. It is a night game. Yeah, it is. Minus 8 degrees below zero. We're not done yet. Mm-hmm. Minus 8 degrees below zero mm-hmm. with 17 mile an hour winds. Now, those aren't gusts. That's the steady wind. Now, I quit. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Now, Miami going into this. The Dolphins, we just forfeit. Has, has, <laughs> has lost 10 cold games, cold weather games. In a row, you mean? Yeah, their last... Okay. Ten okay. cold okay. weather games. Okay. I don't know what temperature range uh, they put that in. Uh, the story hit yesterday. Uh, guy I graduated high school with, Marvin Allen, is the assistant GM. I, I don't hear much from from Marvin. I know he's still with the Dolphins, but you're going from Miami to this. Oh my gosh! And it it, it would be understandable, you know. You're just not going to acclimate. You're just not going to acclimate that fast. And I don't I don't know what you do, man. Receivers got to keep the and quarterbacks got to keep their fingers nibble and you know, they got to keep the feeling in their hands. Okay, I'm I've got the wind chill calculator here. All right. If it's right. if the wind's 17 miles an hour mm-hmm. and it's minus 7 degrees below 0, mm-hmm. we're calculating the wind chill. <laughs> minus 30. No, it's over. I used to uh, uh, talk with uh, the the cast of uh, Ice Road Truckers. They would ten- attend a lot of the events uh, that, that, that I did in the trucking industry. And to me, it was always fascinating 
this idea of having to get out and repair equipment or a line freezing or something, and you have to get out and get it get it going, right? And for a lot of that work, you got to take your gloves off so your fingers will be nimble enough to, you know, to fix whatever you're repairing. And the stories that I've heard over the years, you know, and I think to myself, well, and that's one thing, doing a job. But now you're trying to perform as an NFL team in that, and I just that just boggles my mind. I think that's going to be the story, though. One of the one of the stories will be, you know, the weather and the playoff games. That's going to be interesting. When I worked in Rockford, Illinois, and it was it was the uh, at our great affiliate WROK, mm-hmm. and it was uh, this was would have been uh, the January, I believe, of ninety four. Okay, and we had it's the coldest, and, and it's. You know, just to sit there and have to admit it because people just believe you're from Buffalo. Mm. Nobody has worse winters in Buffalo. Mm. Oh, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it gets a lot colder in other places. You may mm. get snow when the snow belt drifts up, uh, you know, to the, the population center of Buffalo. But yeah. most of the yeah. time, it you know, the, the westerly winds go over Lake Erie and it's south of Buffalo. It has right. to move a little bit, actually going more northeast to actually hit Buffalo in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. But because, like this year, for example, the lake is freezing late, so you may get you know, for the Bills game on Sunday afternoon, they may have temperatures like of 17 degrees uh, and some snow if the if the uh, snow belt moves a little bit uh, north. Yeah. But when I lived in Rockford, Illinois, I mean, and I mentioned earlier when I was in Des Moines for the Iowa caucuses in 2004, mm. it was unbelievably cold. It was like, I don't know, it was minus three, minus four degrees. But the that winter, we had like a week where it was minus all the time. It was like the low was minus 17 and the high was like minus 11. Now, I was just looking for the record. The lowest temperature they've ever had in Rockford, Illinois, was January 31st, just a couple of years ago in 2019, minus 31 degrees below zero. That's National Weather Service. I'm making sure. Rockford, Illinois. There it is. Okay, there it is. Hmm. And, And... but when it was like minus 11 to minus 17, I went out, you know, I didn't have any, you know, not like they have in like Minnesota and stuff, whether it was at the oil pan heater or the yeah. radiator. It's the oil pan heater, not the radiator heater, right? Yeah. And there's yeah. an engine block heater, but yeah. Engine it's, block it's, heater. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've never had one of those. And so when, when I lived in, in, uh, in Rockford, I would go out and start my car every four hours mm-hmm. and I drive it around. I mean, I set my alarm and woke yeah. up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Now, the one thing that was the, the weirdest thing, you have no suspension. No, it's... Your shock absorbers, every... You, it's brittle. It's, it's, you can hear it. Every bump you take, you think your car is going to fall Just apart... Just crack into and, pieces. ...and to break into a thousand pieces. Yeah. That's that what was it sounds thing, like. That was the thing that freaked me out the most. Yeah. I, um... It would have been uh, early 85... Uh, town a couple of hours northwest of here where I started my radio career. And for a number of days, we didn't get above five degrees, which was rare. And I remember getting in my car. It was a 75 Monte Carlo. And I remember getting in my car and just, it wasn't even the creaking. It, it was just the, it was, it felt like 
every component and piece of that car had become ice and was about to shatter with every bump. And if you have any kind of leather seating, (laughs) yeah, it feels like, oh, man, I'm going to sit down and this whole thing's going to break into a million. There's going to be tears all in my upholstery of my vehicle. Right. (laughs) That's what it feels like. Right. When you when you sit down, but yeah, when you look when uh, the other thing was where I had my um, my sliding door that went out to my little porch in my apartment that I mm-hmm. had in, when I lived in Rockford, Illinois, and we had minus eleven as I think it was a high and minus seventeen as a low. That with like a foot past it, the wall was all ice inside my house. That's how cold it was. It was on the inside. On the inside, the condensation or whatever came and it was like I had ice surrounding the entire thing inside the house. I mean, I was warm. I was warm, but you got near the you got near the windows and mm-hmm. it, and it did it also in some of the I remember it was most prominent uh for my sliding door that went to my right. porch, but in in other windows it was still there too. You could see it was like Right. Right. It, it was almost like was was it the movie was it not not twenty what was it What's day after the, tomorrow day after tomorrow right where the helicopters fall out of the sky yeah that's what that's what it felt like right instant it inst- happens within instant just a few seconds yeah and that's why you know and people say what do you like better uh, cold or heat I love heat yeah and it's funny because most Texans I meet you know native that been here their whole lives or mm. hate heat. I don't. Yeah, you're you're one of the except. Well, you've been around though too. Yeah, but I mean, pe- I've lived more. Here I'll put it this all my way: life, yeah. more people I know, yeah, sure, that are native in Texas yeah. hate yeah. the heat. Well, I, I, I love. I give me the heat any day of the week. Any day. Um, of the week. Yeah, I, it's it's always cumbersome when you get into August. You know that third week of August, and <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> You know, and your ACs just now. I will say this: I had AC problems this year during that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah that's that and was, that makes it even that makes it right. so much worse. But I, you know, on that note, have spent a lot of money on my central AC units. I have two of them, and it's like, nope, that's the one thing I will pay for. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't affect me. For that reason, if my AC goes out and I'm not able to repair it, come back to me. <laughs> I'll have a, a – because I've been there. Everybody's been there in Texas at some point, you know. It's, well, you know. we hear now – we we told you like Des Moines and, uh, and Kansas City because that's where it's really going to be really brutally, brutally cold. But even here mm. in, uh, in, uh, in, in Texas, I mean, we're going to have mm, four days where it's below freezing. Which is a rarity here. Basically, Saturday night when it gets below freezing, we won't see above freezing until Wednesday, according to the forecast right now. Yeah. Now, luckily, yeah. the temperatures seem to be a little bit, even though it seems to be extended longer, mm-hmm. because Saturday, uh, 57-17, Sunday, 28-19, yeah. Monday, 26-11 at night, mm-hmm. and then uh, Tuesday, 29-15. But that means everything is frozen for like four days. Which concerns a lot of people. Well, that's when you get into the real problems. I mean, you know, when you talk about the the, uh, the plumbing supply lines, uh, your, your your water lines going into the house. Um, my house was built in 1968 uh, with, with lots of updates along the way. But still, any house, uh, you, you have to take those special precautions. And better 
safe than sorry because, man, even some of the newer builds back in Freeze-pocalypse, the horror stories oh, of those, the those, lines those terrible. Yeah. that were frozen. And once they thaw, you know, and that would be, in this case, they'll start thawing next Wednesday after we get below freezing. Um, the good news is it's been really mild. We haven't had much of a winter, and so the heat in the soil. It hit like 70 yesterday. Oh, it was. I was out. I know. I actually went outside to just, I was taking something out back to the the garbage can, and and I was like, oh, no, this is too good. I put my tennis shoes on and found some things to do around the yard. No, this is. I want to be out in this while I can. I, I, because I'm shutting my pool down for a week. Yeah, which means shutting down the the, the pump and filters because you keep it on. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna before I shut it down, I'm gonna brush my pool and to make sure every single you know vacuum it completely. Yeah. So I, I walked out in a sweatshirt and jeans. An hour later, I'm in a short sleeve shirt and yeah. shorts. Right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this feels like I'm doing. Why are you doing this? Because it's going to be cold in another two and a half days. I was in a T-shirt and shorts yesterday, and there were a couple of uh, lawn crews on my street that were working. And, you know, I was like, wow, it's going to be very different here in a couple of days. But, you know, and that's that's the thing is that, and then texting my adult kids, uh, you know, the, the, all right, hey, make sure you, you know, know about this, and here's the timeline and everything else, and everybody's mm-hmm. set. But, uh it's always concerning if if a if a water pipe breaks. That's the worst kind of damage. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's just, I, know. I mean, there there is yeah. worse damage, but it's just horrible when when something like that happens, especially if it's in a wall. Now you got to tear out the wall. You got to repair the line. You got to make sure you get all that water up. You don't want mold later in the year from you know moisture being stuck inside those walls. That kind of thing. So, you know, that's why you do the preventative stuff. Uh, right now, I, um, yeah, it's going to be so to crazy. everyone who's going to be everybody listening at on KCMO in, in uh, yeah Kansas City yeah. for everyone who's going to be at Arrowhead. Good luck, yeah, <laughs> on Saturday. Dale, night. let us know now, how now, it goes. That's so cold. Part of me says. Maybe I should pay for Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> you said that during the break. You were you were, you were going over the numbers there, and you're like. Man, maybe maybe I'll get Peacock just to tune in because it will be a newsmaker. The oh, weather yeah. in that yeah. game, even if you're not interested in that game necessarily, you'll be interested because of the weather. They say that it could night. break the record for the lowest temperature ever played in an NFL game, and I think that beats wow. the uh, ice was... bowl in Green Bay because that was like I think that was like minus three degrees. Mm. I think I'm not. Sh- yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. Well. Yeah, it'll be something to watch for sure. My And it's not necessarily for the football, it's to see if 80,000 people survive it. Well, no, you're tu- you're tuning in to see, you know, hey, I, and there will be I'm sure plenty of shots of the crowds and uh, crowd and, and and everything else. My uh my sister's husband, my uh brother-in-law, lifelong KC fan. So, you know, he'll be watching uh where they live. Well, did you hear that uh and I saw this yesterday. I don't think it's going to happen, but they were saying that if uh, they call a state of emergency for Buffalo because of the the storms coming in there, mm. they're going to move the game to Cleveland. Oh, wow! So I don't think that's happening. Though. Mm. I didn't hear anything since that. Mm. Since that was like early yesterday. Okay. So eight six six ninety red eye.
This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. When it comes to consumer prices for food and for most products, it is typical for prices to fall slightly in December. And that's what they did. Agriculture Department economist Megan Schweitzer says that according to the new consumer price index, overall inflation for all goods in the economy during December went down by one-tenth of one percent. And for food, same thing. Food at home prices fell by 0.1 percent in December. And prices for food at home or for groceries were 1.3% higher than a year ago. Which is an inflation rate far below the average yearly rate of about 2.5%. And in fact, for the 22 general food categories that Megan tracks... We saw price decreases for 12 of them from November to December. And several foods last month actually were selling for less than they did a year ago, including fish and seafood, dairy products, fresh vegetables, and eggs. Those egg prices down almost 24% from a year ago. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. I am a victim of clickbaiting. What you do? It, it will not be the coldest game. I was oh, okay. reading different articles uh, that were saying coldest NFL game ever, and so you assume it was going to uh, be close. Question mark? Uh, no, no, the coldest game ever, and I was right on that. Was the uh, the uh, the was the ice bowl? Dallas Cowboys, yeah. Green Bay Packers, mm. minus thirteen degrees below zero, minus forty eight degrees wind chill. So that's and that will still. Uh, that will still last, but they said ticket prices as low as sixty-eight bucks <laughs> for the Kansas City game. I'll watch it. Ooh, I'll watch it on uh, on Peacock. Yeah, exactly, but yeah. they say probably around you know anywhere between five degrees and minus two or three degrees below zero. to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And he's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. We have a three-day weekend coming up, just so people know. We do. Uh, we uh, will have uh, some best of programming over the weekend, but we're back at it live Monday night, Tuesday morning, and hitting the ground running with the first election results of 2024 the Iowa caucuses uh, in play, and we'll have the results of that and then be looking ahead to New Hampshire and uh, and what all that means and where the polls are then. I don't expect much to change with the polls where they are now and even a week from Tuesday in New Hampshire, so we'll see. A couple of really incredible things that uh, that happened this week. One was the, the entire story about the defense secretary, which mm. is still unbelievable. And, yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, if you're if you if you, know, if you know anything about how the federal government runs, the fact that the Secretary of Defense that he didn't he didn't inform the White House that he was sick, and the White yeah. House had no idea yeah. for a number of days. 
and everything that's been going on is just that's a, was a mind-boggling story. Yeah, this one is too because I don't know if this has ever happened since I've covered politics. Maybe it has, but mm. this is so unusual and so rare. But the Texas National Guard has seized control of a park at the U.S. southern border and is now blocking federal border patrol agents from entering the area. Part of an effort to stop the surge of illegal immigrants into Texas and a move likely to significantly increase tensions. Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, Between Texas and the federal government. This is from Fox News. The state government has taken control of Shelby Park in the city of Eagle Pass, Texas, that has been at the center of the migrant crisis that has engulfed the U.S. border. Authorities uh, have now set up razor wire and fences to block off the area. Eagle Pass uh, mayor said he was informed of the decision when it was made as part of Governor Greg Abbott's emergency declaration. In a statement, Texas said it has maintained a presence in the park since 2021, including the security points and temporary barriers. The current posture is to prepare for future illegal immigrant surges and to restrict access to organizations that uh, perpetrate illegal uh, immigrant crossings in the park and greater Eagle Pass area, area, excuse me. The Border Patrol Union confirmed to Fox News that agents were being blocked from entering by Texas soldiers and praised Abbott. That's the writer who wrote that. What? No, that was Bill Malusian, said uh, Andrew, Adam, Sean, Bill Malusian, Texas soldiers. Are they soldiers or are they National Guard? Because there is a difference. If you're a National Guardsman, do they use the term soldier? Do they? Is that the term they use? Okay. Uh, and uh, and praised, at the, excuse me, the Border Patrol Union, I'll just read it the way it is. The Border Patrol Union confirmed to Fox News that agents were being blocked from entering by Texas soldiers and praised Abbott for taking matters into their own hands. At the start of the sentence, when I first read that, I didn't know that that was going to be the end of that sentence, where it was like, we're being blocked by Texas soldiers, and they're doing the right thing by blocking us. Yeah, the uh, the Border Patrol Union, and and they had a short statement, you know, again, praising praising Abbott. Right, Governor Adams is not... Governor, thank you. Governor Adams. (laughs) Governor Abbott is not... Harming Border Patrol operations. He is enhancing them. National Border Patrol Council uh, Brandon Judge said uh, in a uh, uh, statement, he uh, his seizing control of Shelby Park allows our agents to deploy to troubled spots that experience high numbers of gotaways. Governor Abbott's actions should be seen as a force multiplier. This has been the hot spot. This is Governor Abbott deployed uh you know and 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 took this action uh the National Guard has been present but uh took this action 
in the right place. I mean, it, it is it is the hot spot. Uh, number one, of course, there's media attention on it. Uh, but number two, it's been a very it, it. I don't know if it's the most active crossing. We'd have to ask the Border Patrol on that. Uh, but you have seen it. Uh, in, in fact, going back a few years now, both Del Rio and Eagle Pass have been highly active. And as the Border Patrol Union points out, this allows them to use their resources in another area while the Texas National Guard here is keeping watch on in Eagle Pass. You know, um, you pointed out earlier in the show, but for those just joining us, that uh, this could well, you know, ramp up this lawsuit, you know, and and actions between the federal government and the state of Texas. And let's have that conversation. Let's have it. Uh, this may accelerate the huh, the legal aspect mm-hmm. of this. Yeah. Fast tracking it maybe to the Supreme Court. But the question comes down to this. Does a state have a right to protect its sovereignty when the federal government makes the calculated decision to destroy that sovereignty and harm citizens of a state? Not through not efficiently doing their job, but through the federal government making policy, spending money and resources in order to make that damage happen to said state yes that's the difference we can talk about efficiency inefficiencies of the federal government and whether the job gets done no 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 this is proactive this is a matter of policy from the top down all the way to those because those agents are doing what they're told to do but all the way to the boots on the ground they have to do what they are ordered to do. As Chris Christie, Chris Christie, I'm getting everybody's name wrong yet. It's a Friday. <laughs> I'm, all right, I'm out of here. Get me a beer and a shot. I'm done. Uh, no, Ted Cruz uh, the other day said, uh, he said, uh, it's not that Mayorkas is doing a bad job, mm. but he's doing a great job that is not the job that he's supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but he's doing right. the opposite of what his job actually is. So, right, which which shows, of course, the intent of the administration. It shows the agenda. Um, we are talking about taxpayer resources going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. The border patrol has become the border processing instead, and uh, Governor Abbott has done the right thing yet again for the people of his state. Uh, but also on uh, on you know on another level the the conversation about uh, how this is going to go down going forward because Governor Abbott won't always be the governor of Texas and Joe Biden won't always be the president and let's hope that's sooner than well, later. Well, you know, but and, the but yeah. the you know the it we're anxious to see where this goes in the Supreme Court and and the battle between what the states can do. This is a, I think even a different equation than when the Obama administration sued uh, Governor Jan Brewer in Arizona, because that was different. You pointed out, you made a good point on that one, is that in Arizona, they were 
it was like a traffic stop kind of situation. They were approaching people. It wasn't necessarily um, uh, securing the border. It was how they were approaching people that were already in the state of Arizona at that time. And we can talk. I I think the decision was wrong. So do I. um, In Arizona. But I think this sets up a more thorough discussion. But but again, both the uh, both, though, I think are on the same legal point, and that is, does a state, because even then in Arizona, as we know, uh, they weren't really trying to stop what was happening even at that time. It wasn't to the extent of where it is now. Right, yeah. But it was yeah. still pretty great. Yeah, yeah. And, and so now, though, it's gotten to the point where it's worse than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like the, you know, it, it looks like a dystopian nightmare. Yeah. You know, yeah. When you see what's going yeah. on right now there yeah. and it's just and and so you can make the case again that the federal government does the federal government under the constitution have the authority to a calculated and premeditated way harm states. Hmm. I don't think they and do. and I no I of course they don't it's quite the opposite <clears throat> you know was that and remember and this was if you're if you're talking about as an originalist looking at the thirteen colonies you know and and because that's when you know you're you're talking about that's when or you know the thirteen states because they weren't colonies at that point hmm. and they became the United States of America once the Constitution was was uh, was passed but the fact is as we know. Even though the federal government was in charge of the borders, states had tremendous power. There was never a thought that the federal government could harm, purposely harm states by just advocating their responsibility to have secure borders. Right. And they've done that here. Uh, One more thing we got to get out before we get out of here. Mm. Former Senator Joe Lieberman said Thursday he wants former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie to consider a third-party presidential bid with no labels after Christie ended his GOP campaign. Lieberman, chair of no labels, brushed off previous comments from Christie denouncing the group's push for a bipartisan third-party ticket. Look, earlier in the year when he was asked about no labels, he basically said it was not an effort that had any chance of succeeding And maybe the world will look different to him now, Lieberman said in an interview. And I'd like to reach out to him and see if he, Governor Christie, is at all interested in being on a bipartisan, no-labels, unity ticket this year. He could be a very strong candidate. Lieberman said Christie might well be no-labels material, referring to the anti-Trump former governor as refreshingly independent. That's the kind of candidate no-labels is looking for. You think we're refreshing. You think where Chris Christie though stands on the actual issues. Forget about his opinions on Trump. Do you think any Democrat would vote for Chris Christie? No, no, no. And this makes the point that we said always about no labels. No labels means we don't want to give anybody a label. We just want somebody who can defeat Trump if we believe Trump can win. Well, and, of course, they're going to reach out and try and grab any name that falls off the GOP wagon, right? Yep. And, no, that's, it's, look, you can't take a position. No labels 
Because the moment you take a position, you have a label, whether you like it or not, whether it's your label that you created or not. And Chris Christie, I I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to respond here. I have my doubts about that. But the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter who you pick. Well, Well, call yourself yourself, uh, the not-so-crazy liberals. I would believe you more. Well, except for Joe Manchin, everyone so far is a Republican who, yeah. as you saw, Larry Hogan resigned his his uh, board seat with no labels because yeah. they believe he's going right. to run. Mm-hmm. And then Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I said, not so crazy liberals. Of course, she's still on the crazy side of in terms of extreme liberals. But that that's that's a more accurate depiction. Yeah. Well, whether they're by former by, Republicans right. or, you know, whatever party affiliation, they are a liberal group. Well, they're a liberal group, and that's that's why I believe they're picking Republicans mm-hmm. because they want to take votes away from Trump. Right. Yeah. This is about a Trump thing. It's not about no. Biden. It's about it's a it's a you know, it's Yeah. Anyone but Trump. Right. They're never Trumper. Yeah. Good luck with that. Eight six six ninety red eye. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. Uh, he is Eric Carley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what ha- uh, uh, happens over the uh, the, the weekend mm. uh, with uh, the United States and Great Britain with that coordinated pack uh, attack. Excuse me on the uh, uh, Houthis in uh, in Yemen. Uh, look, I mean, and and I hope the Republican Party is strong in saying, look, you know, because this is the insanity of it all along. Since yeah. October seventh mm-hmm. is the fact that, you know, now you got the White House saying, "Well, maybe we should call them a terrorist group." Well, they were a terrorist group, yeah. And you took them off the terrorist list, right? The other thing is how how loud will Democrats scream that the president is breaking the Constitution mm. with the attack and not consulting Congress? Mm. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> 
Those Weekend Golf Guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.